Hey y'all. Hey, what's up? It's your favorite Nigerian Ugo, and I'm here with my two lovely co-hosts. Hey, I'm Chris, guys. What's up? And what's happening, y'all? It's your favorite West Indian shorty. It's Carly. Thank you for tapping back in with us again. Alrighty, so we're back for episode two, season four. It sounds so crazy to say season four, to be honest. I don't know why. I Honestly, the theme really is of my life is never would have made it, because I'm like, season four is shit. Yeah. That's a great song, by the it way. It really is. is that, a great song, song. that song be gathering me together every Sunday. <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really not every Sunday. It should be applicable to every day of your oh, life. Damn. <laughs> I'll eat you Sunday. To be be like, All right, it's Sundays. All right, here we go. Never. Would. You don't want it. And then and then Monday come and oh fuck that never would have made it. Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so we're back for another episode. So this episode, if you guys cannot tell, I'm kind of ready to drag y'all by y'all edges. Because, you know, every time I be coming up with an episode, it's always some heavy shit. But that's the purpose of the other guys, you know, balance. So today, um, I kind of wanted to discuss something a little bit, I guess, Something that's not really talked about often, like, you know, um, when you hear the word toxic, obviously the word toxic in and of itself is like kind of tired. Um, it's like that other word. What's that other word? The other uh, Twitter word that everyone loves? Um, um, vibes? Energy? Well, okay. Or, vibes. Okay. Does it have to manifest. Do manifest. Oh, manifest. manifest. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I was going to say Carly was about to just say all the words. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I sorry. Say all the words that get on my nerves. I'm sorry. Trigger words. Trigger words, yes. But when we hear the word toxic, you know, it's kind of like the other trigger words that you hear that you're kind of just over. Um, and usually it's in reference to, like, you know, your ex or, you know, your old situationship or even yourself or your friend, West Indian uh, shorty or whatever. Yeah, But you know what? That's so awkward. But in today's episode, I kind of wanted to talk about, um, you know, toxic and 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 how it relates to um, positivity. So I kind of did a little Google. So I got on the Googler schmoogler just to kind of define what it is. So Google says that toxic positivity, actually verywellmind.com, because, you know, we're not idiots. Um, toxic positivity is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult the situation is, people should maintain a positive mindset. It's a quote unquote, good vibes only approach to life. So that's the definition for today, ladies. How do we feel about it? I hate it. Um, like to be honest, I, cause I, I just feel like, you know, it's great to be positive. It's great to be optimistic, you know, but you have to be real in what you're being optimistic and positive about. Sometimes life genuinely just sucks. And if it does, it does. Like, and not to say that you have to like, you know, sit there and be negative or whatever, but like you have to be just real in what it means for what you're going through. So to sit here and be like, oh, Everything is awesome. Like, no, bitch, because 
you might really be suffering on the inside. And then if you yourself can't even realize that you're suffering on the inside because you're so blinded by this whole, oh, everything is awesome, then like, how are you actually going to fix the situation or like move forward? So I kind of hate it, but I guess for positive minded people, I understand it. You know what that you know what what you just said reminds me of Chris. Y'all ever seen the meme of the dog um sitting down in a room engulfed in flames and he's he has his little hat on and the caption mm-hmm. it says everything is fine but it's the a sign. room is on fire. <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's what that kind of reminded me of just now. <laughs> but um in regards to um the definition for toxic positivity um I don't have as much of a distaste for it as Chris does. Um, I do feel as though that approach is something that aligns with me um, probably more than, more than, more than the rest of us here. Um, But I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see where like that kind of, that kind of was like hindering me in some instances, you know what I mean? So yeah, no, like the definition was interesting, but I'm not as, I'm not as turned off to it as Chris was. Nah. Okay. Well, I mean, with the definition, obviously it kind of, well, it clearly tells you what it is, but there's also like, I want to say like different levels to it or like it can manifest in different ways. So I kind of just wanted to go over like the different ways that we see it in our everyday lives. Cause trust me, I know I see it and I'm sure you guys see it and you guys just probably don't notice it. For instance. Okay. Um, Bonte likes to make fun of me because right now, um, as you guys know, I, that's a positive for COVID. So I'm on like the two week recovery or whatever. But in this time I find myself like, losing my fucking mind like I'm like oh my god I feel like I have to keep doing something I feel like if I'm just sitting down like watching tv and just resting and recovering I just feel as though it's a little bit lazy in a sense where I'm just like I could be doing something productive I have to make sure I'm putting something out and in a sense that's the same thing as what toxic positivity can be it's like okay um you always have to make sure that you're being productive throughout a what a pandemic when you're actually you know affected by said pandemic so that's one of the ways and like some of the other ways you know you can hear like you know my one of my favorite um Bob Marley songs you know um not Bob Marley songs one of my favorite um uh Jamaican songs don't worry be happy <laughs> oh that's Bobby McFerrin <laughs> I know that's right um, uh, I don't want to whistle on the mic because you know that's really annoying. So Carly, you do it so the people can be. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> or even in instances of like um, someone telling you to like, oh, look at the bright side of things, or like, you know, like when people give you pep talks and things like that. Um, those are like some of the, I guess, the things that come off the top of my head whenever I think about toxic positivity. And it's even weird to say because it's like. I feel like I sound so negative when I call positivity toxic. Is that just me? 
No. No, it's me too. It's definitely me too. And like, even though I did say that I didn't like the definition, there are ways that it manifests where it's more palatable to me. So in the sense that like other people are telling me like, oh, like look at the brighter side of things or, oh, you'll be fine. Da, 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 da. Like, yes, it's nurturing sometimes, but like when you kind of hear it repeatedly, like over and over again to try to like, I guess, self-actualize what you're thinking, um, it can sometimes come off as like you're just doing it based on our relationship or just because you feel like you have that obligation to me and not because like you actually understand what's going on and you, you know, want me to actually get better from the situation. Um, but on the other hand, like for myself, I just think, yeah, like thinking of positivity as a negative thing is weird, but also kind of a reality because it's like, not everything is going to be, you know, just vibes or we move, like not everything is going to be that. And we kind of have to take ourselves out of the cycle of believing that we are not supposed to feel bad things because you, in order to feel bad things, you can recover you won't know what good feels like until you know what bad feels like uh so I don't know it's weird but and I still don't like it but there's definitely instances like you said it was good that you said that there's different levels to it because that I can also agree with but at its like gen like at a general definition nah I I don't know about it so let me ask you both a question just to get a better understanding as to what toxic positivity is would this count as um as like an example of it when you know you confide in someone about a hardship or an issue that you're going through and they tell you like well somebody has it much worse like so you like be thankful that you're toxic that that's toxic not this fuck that's toxic as fuck <laughs> okay no, 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 because, that is so toxic no for real though because like um because i mean I feel like that's something that my mom did often growing up. Like, you know, when I would come to her about issues, she would always try to be like, well, like, you know, like somebody has it much worse. Like, you know, so don't like, don't sit there and cry about it or whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, but just because somebody has it just somebody, just because somebody has it worse than me doesn't invalidate the fact that like my circumstances are hurting me. You know what I mean? So, um, so growing up hearing that so often, I, would feed that to myself to kind of like invalidate my own feelings. Like, you know what, Carly, cheer up, like beef up or whatever. Cause like your situation could be much worse. Like, you know, so now I'm seeing, I feel like that that's an example of toxic positivity. You know what I mean? That's like a I mean, premier example of that shit. Yeah. To be honest. Okay. Yeah. And it's funny, often. like you mm-hmm. even saying it where it's like your mom bringing it, um, your mom telling you because that's the same thing that my mom used to tell me and even still to this day like if I'm like complaining about like oh my god I feel like work is so annoying she'd be like it's a pandemic not everybody has a job I'm like, <laughs> okay I'm like thanks for that one like it kind of feels like to me how I look at um toxic positivity is like it feels like just some like an additional piece of of I guess like clothing on your body that you just don't fucking need like it's like imagine you're just standing there somebody just puts a fucking wet blanket on you and it's like okay what am I actually gonna do with this like it's just sitting there 
me complaining to you about my job and you combat it with, oh, you know, not everybody has a job. I'm like, okay, I, I completely knew that. I was fully cognizant of that. But it's kind of like you're forcing me to just, you know, take what I have, don't complain about it, blah, 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 and just move on. But um, I think another way, a more, I guess, controversial way, and you know I'm a Christian, but, you know, a more controversial way that this toxic positivity kind of comes up to me is in religion. And I kind of wanted to um, pick you guys' brain about it because um, one can easily compare toxic positivity to um, I guess having faith and being faithful, um, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, of course. Um, but I kind of want to see what you guys feel about that. And then I'll let you guys like, know when I, like when you guys are done, but I want to see what you guys think. Nah, like when I, um, when I immediately thought of it, I went from like, everything is awesome, but when it's not. And then right after that, I went straight into the religious part because so I grew up being in church every Sunday, Sunday school, church camp, all that kind of shit. And, you know, you always hear, you know, Christ is my savior, you know, for all of those who are Christian, I grew up as a Christian, um, you know, Christ is my savior and through God, everything will be okay. When Jesus says yes, no one can say no. Like all those kind of things are like almost like, I don't want to say beat into you but like they're kind of like instilled into you especially when you start going at a younger age then when you get older and you actually start going through life experiences without the guidance of anybody else and you really have to fend for yourself and you think of like oh but you know god will always be there for you like yes like god is there but like if you know i'm going through a dire sickness like God isn't going to hand me medication. God isn't going to drive me to the hospital. God isn't going to, you know, make my diagnosis go away. Like, and it's, and it's odd because as much as I am faithful, because I don't want to shit on, you know, God, because obviously I believe in God, but it's like, with as much faith as I hold within myself, I still have to be realistic about my situation. And I still have to be realistic about there are things that I'm going through right now. And what do I have to do in order for me to move forward? Because this is clearly a bad situation. Because if I fully put my faith in God, how far will I actually go? And it's like my mental is now doing gymnastics because it's like I can believe in God all I want. I can believe through Christ anything can happen. But also my health is deteriorating or some shit like that. So it's like you're now juggling all of this kind of stuff and it's like well damn all the shit that I learned when I was a kid when I was you know believing in God and I was going to church every Sunday and all this kind of shit was this just to I don't want to be controversial or anything but was this like a form of gaslighting was it like anything that can happen to me that's bad like God is going to get me out of it and I don't have to think that anything that I'm going through is that bad to where I can't get out of it so when you brought that up Ugo, like it really, really resonated with me because growing up in the church, I've had those experiences so many times and it's led me to, I don't want to necessarily say distance myself from church, but definitely not hold all of those values like as close to me and as matter of fact and as finalized as I did when I was growing up. 
Now, you said something very interesting, Chris. Um, you said a you said a very very big word. You said the word gaslighting. And um, granted, as I'm listening to you speak and, and, and probe into you know the connection between toxic positivity and faith in regards to religion, I'm struggling a little bit, like kind of finding the connection between the two. But when you mentioned gaslighting, it kind of makes it kind of reminds me of like you know people always like you know saying the term like like I don't know it kind of reminds me of people always saying the term like with God all things are possible like you know what I mean like or 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 other phrases like that from the Bible that you know when you confide in someone about issues that you're going through they they give you these these um these um these statements and stuff like that to try and like console you but it's just like like you said like (laughs) God's not going to hand me the medication right now and upon manifesting all these positive things, like upon upon sitting here and thinking it, like it's not actually going to happen with any applied work, but like sitting here trying to find the connection between like toxic positivity and faith. Like I'm struggling a little bit, just a little bit, but gaslighting really kind of piqued my interest because I'm looking into how I grew up. Cause I grew up in the church as well, but um, I went to private school ever since I've been going to school. and um, you know, went to church and upon acknowledging what religion was and then deciding to pursue Christianity on my own, aside from being forced into it, like, I feel as though, I feel as though there, there have been examples of toxic positivity. And at the time, perhaps I was like a bit oblivious to it. And I perhaps can't remember it now, but as I was listening to you, some of what you were saying was like align, aligning with me. And I was like, Oh, wow. That, that very well happened. <laughs> like that very well. I, that, you know, I felt that. I think with me, like, um, because it's easy to, um, I guess see toxic positivity and then kind of, you know, easily just parallel it to, you know, the concept of having faith and, um, you know, just believing that something good will happen or whatever. Um, but in that it's just for me, I have to make sure that I put that clear, you know, crystallization between the two to say that toxic positivity from what I've learned it to be, um, and from what I've experienced is kind of like not leaving room to acknowledge the negative things that are happening versus, you know, me having faith in God and, you know, um, being spiritual, being religious, all of that stuff. It's kind of like, I know that right now is a total piece of shit, or I know that this situation is really sucky, or I know that I want more or whatever have you. Um, and I don't have what I want right now, but I have faith that it will because the only definition of faith is to um have complete trust and confidence in someone or something um so that to me like cuz when i first started you know reading articles about it about toxic positivity i'm like oh well duh, that happens all the time and you know religion and all of that but um whenever i hear a phrase like you know with god all things are possible i don't think that that's like toxic positivity um or an example uh, or a crystal clear example of it in religion but um certainly there are times where you know 
Like, for instance, like, God forbid you lose someone in your family and come, someone comes to you and is like, oh, God has a plan or something like that. And it's just like, oh, okay. That's the sentence you chose to say in this time. It's kind of like, you know, the to me, how I look at it is you'll know when you're experiencing toxic positivity when you just don't know what to do with the sentence. When it's just like there, it kind of just sits there and you're just like, all right, this is a, um, I see, I get where you were coming from, but you could have chose something different to say. But um, I kind of just wondered all throughout, like looking into this, why do people choose to go that route? Like, why do just, why do people choose to like, oh, don't worry, be happy, or um, um, people have it way worse than you, et cetera, et cetera. Like, why is that the, for some people, why is that the go-to rather than, you know, um, I guess like, honing in on whatever the issue is you know what I mean I think people who don't necessarily know how to handle conflict might find that the easier route like if I don't know how to tackle some situations it might be easier for me to just be like yeah like you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and all that kind of stuff. So like, it's, I don't want to call it a blanket statement because I feel like that's a little harsh, but like, sometimes you just want to say something to be positive for somebody in their negative space. But like you were saying in the beginning of the episode, some people don't recognize that those positive statements don't really hold much to the negative um, situation that somebody is in. So another, um, Another reason why, I think it's because like maybe they're just the kind of person who is like instilled to be positive to where like they don't want to have the person hone in on the situation. Like instead of being like the, all right, this is the negative situation. Your life sucks right now, but we're not going to get you, we're not going to, you know, um, get you to focus on this negative situation. We're just going to make you feel positive so that you don't have to feel this negative thought right now. And while in some cases that's fine in, and I want to say this very, very gently because sometimes when you like immediately are going through something terrible, sometimes you don't necessarily want to hone in on that negativity um, because you might not be ready for it at the time. Like for example, if you, um, if you you know, lost your job or something like that's a really, really negative thing. But maybe if your friend was like, let's go get some drinks now, let's take your mind off of it. Like in that moment, it might be all right because you don't want to, you know, sit and just think about the fact that you just lost your job. But if that's going to be your go-to for every single time you speak to me, when you know that I've lost my job, like, I don't know if that's just because people are only used to the positive and they don't want you to hone in on that negative thought, but I don't know. I think it's a tie between the two, but people just need to be more mindful of it. Cause those blanket statements, like you said, when you don't know what to say, when people say, don't worry, be happy. And you're sitting there like, you'd be like, why didn't I think of that? Like, why? And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then like on the opposite side, it's like, but I'm sad. So <laughs> do you kind of think it's like, cause when I, okay, obviously, you know, when I was coming up with these questions, duh, I asked myself these questions because how else would I come up with it? So when, and of course, you know, I was smacked because of course, 
so when I ask the question, like, why do people turn to toxic positivity? It's kind of like, um, I guess a double, double edged sword, for instance, I guess, um, because it, or, or twofold. There we go. Why do folks feel they need to push toxic positivity on others? And then why do we in turn, you know, uh, use toxic positivity on ourselves because there's nobody on this earth that can tell me that they have never pulled a toxic positivity card. So it's kind of like, I, I low key want to hear what you guys have to feel like, like how you guys feel about that more so like, right. I feel as though, um, I think it's very common that people don't encourage others to embrace those quote negative feelings when they come up. You know, when someone's angry, they're immediate, not, let me not say immediately, but more often than not, they are encouraged to subdue that anger rather than embrace it and feel it. Um, when people are sad, same thing, like they're, they're encouraged otherwise not to really embrace it and sit in it. Now, let me put a disclaimer. I'm very thankful to say that I, you know, the people that I surround myself with, my friends and stuff like that, like when I feel angry, when I feel sad, when I feel upset, one of the first things that they tell me is they they tell they remind me to allow myself to feel those emotions, not to let it consume me, but to let like allow myself to feel it because it's healthy to feel those emotions. Like, you know, anger has such a negative connotation, but it's healthy to be angry as long as you, you know, manage it in a way that's okay but it's not it's not wrong or bad to be angry you know what i mean so um i'm sorry i got i i distanced myself from the question a little bit but um i think that kind of ties into why people in why people kind of follow suit with toxic positivity because they don't really allow they don't really they don't remember the fact that it's okay to feel those opposite emotions like um i I I feel as though perhaps, you know, just the way just the way society works is just like be happy, be happy, be happy. And you know, it's a it's a waste of your time and energy to to submit to sadness and you know, submit to anger and submit to feeling down. Like all that time that you're that you're spending being down, you can use that to be productive. Like you like that's that's not okay. That's not okay in any sense. And I also kind of wanted to um propose an idea um perhaps you know something that could tie into this is like at the age difference like do you find as though older people it um kind of follow suit with toxic positivity rather than those that are within our age group because again like i mentioned like my friends are aware of the fact that like it's okay to be angry it's okay to be sad it's okay to be upset and you can feel those things as long as you don't react in um in a in a very um destructive way but like like i mentioned my mom and like you know other people older than me perhaps their experience leads them to say these things but i often find people older than me responding back to me confiding in them about issues with toxic positivity so i wanted to kind of probe your probe, probe your um minds about that too afterwards after. i definitely think actually it has a lot to do with um I don't, I, I guess age, because think about it. Like in the instance that I um, spoke of earlier with my mom, you know, telling me about, um, you know, not complaining about my job and a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
I get where she's coming from because to me, how I look at it is she's seen what like what worse could be like. So that's kind of how I'm like, she already has the mindset. Okay, I've been through worse. Trust me. You have it good. Keep it. And, you know, don't worry about it. Don't complain about it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I only say, like, when I when I reference she's seen through worse, um, I mean, she's been through worse is, you know, the war back home when she was younger. So, like, different, I feel like, obviously, there's different layers to toxic positivity in and of itself, how it manifests and, you know, cultural impacts, age um, impact, all of that all of that but it's kind of like I think one of the big factors is age whenever I think about it yeah I want to say that age is definitely a big part of it because like my grandfather he's 94 so you know every and my mom she's in her 70s and I'm only 26 so it's like there the age difference between me and my next generation is quite large um, compared to most people that I know so it's like Whenever I complain about X, Y, and Z that's going on, and it may genuinely make me feel upset, and it kind of is like they might see it as complaining, and where my complaint to me is genuine, be like genuinely being upset or genuinely feeling angry or sad about something. It's like, damn, well, you only see my shit as a complaint only because, like, yeah, I get it. You've seen worse stuff but I'm sorry I was not around in the 1960s I was not around in the 1980s I was not around in the 1940s to have seen those things that you're saying are worse I only know my existence from October 17th 1994 until now and probably even later than October 17th 1994 because my formative years don't start until I'm about four or five years old so you're talking like 99 to 2000 that I'm really like formulating my own ideas and everything so I definitely do think it has to do with age because I don't want to discredit what they're what they've been through because like in retrospect they have been through a lot but that is not to discredit the fact that I feel things but to go back to your original question faith it kind of reminds me about you know that um clip from um flavor of love 2 when um new york got kicked out for the second time and she's walking by the pool and she's like does it look like i give a fuck because i don't don't. yeah so it's like in those instances it's like people like when people are giving you toxic positivity you have to deal with yourself and your feelings in relation to what they're telling you versus what you're telling yourself versus how you you actually feel. So it's like you're battling two different fights at one time. And it's like, if you don't actually like understand what you're going through and rationalize like, yo, like I'm upset and I'm, I have every right to be upset. And yeah, my friends and my, um, my family might be telling me, oh, there's lights at the end of the tunnel. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah, that's cool. But if I'm also telling myself that there's lights at the end of the tunnel and I'm not addressing the fact that I'm upset I'm now fighting a second battle that I don't even need to fight. And it's like, damn, like I was making myself upset this whole entire time because I was trying to self-actualize myself and I was trying to damn near gaslight myself because I was telling myself that I don't give a fuck. Like, bitch, yes, you do give a fuck. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Upset. 
I'm upset. Yeah, like Drake said, I'm upset. And people need to understand it is okay to be upset. Like it really, really is. Sometimes a good cry is what you need. I know sometimes that's right. a good scream, a, good, a good wall slide is what you need sometimes. Something, like I'm telling you. Something but do you know what? Is what you need. Like <laughs> do you know what I think? I think that also when you see someone, you know, either exhibiting toxic positivity or, you know, you're experiencing it. I kind of, part of me would, you know, be upset at myself if I didn't say or call it lazy Um, on both ends. Like, you know, if someone's, you know, giving it to you or if you're doing it yourself, because the, the problem, and it kind of leads into my next point of, you know, it being obviously extremely dangerous because it actually doesn't, you know, allow you room to fully process, um, the full scope of your emotions and everything that you're feeling. And it kind of like almost invalidates whatever you feel about whatever situation is going on, um, which is unhealthy for so many obvious reasons and reasons that are not too obvious. But I think it's lazy because it's easy to, you know, stick a don't worry, be happy, or, you know, start whistling or just smile through it all. You know, like, um, you know, that emoji that just has like that smile that like, I don't know. You know what? Yeah, I mean. it's like, like it's like it's, it's like a straight teeth. Exactly. There's no curvature. It's just like <laughs> exactly. Or that meme of that um drawing where it's like um he's like crying behind a smiley face mask. Oh like, my god! Yes. <laughs> that it's so easy to put one of those on, but it's a little bit more difficult to you know um sit down and you know be a little bit um in tune with yourself and say okay, well what is the situation? How am I feeling? Why does it make me feel this way? Um, and to, you know, just fully feel your feelings. Um, and if someone, you know, is throwing out that TP card and, um, just saying, don't worry about it. Um, be positive. It'll get better. All of that stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's a little bit of a cop out because they're not, um, I guess giving you space to offload onto them. Um, and obviously everyone has their reasons for, you know, not wanting to be dumped on, but well, not, let me not use the word dumped, but, um, not wanting someone to offload on them whether they're going through their own thing, but it's just the easiest way to kind of stick that bandaid on whatever situation somebody is telling you. Um, but I did want to see how you guys felt about that because, um, the article that I sent to you guys, um, what is it? called again oh toxic positivity is real and it's a big problem during the pandemic on healthline.com so check it out um i believe Kristen will be leaving that in the uh, description bar no yes yeah i got you guys all right that's great um but it kind of um goes deeper into like the dangers of it and why it's unhealthy but i wanted to see what you guys thought about that like for me, I just feel like when people do say those toxic positivity based lines, to me, it's like you're assuming that what you're saying is actually making an impact to what I'm actually feeling. And you're kind of, it's kind of like you're dusting off your hands, like, yeah, my deed is done here. I did what I had to do. Da, 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 da. But it's like, I did that. Yeah, I did that. But it's like, 
what if I actually come to you and I'm like, you know what? Like, thanks, but no thanks, because that ain't going to do shit for me right now. Now you're looking like, well, I kind of did what I could do. Like, I don't know. what's, And it's like, you don't want to be put in that situation where you're like, I kind of look like the asshole because I don't know where to go further with this. But I don't know, like toxic positivity and allowing yourself to feel things. I kind of think of it as like a game of feelings. It's like you're you're approached with a situation and you can choose how you feel about it. You can either choose to dismiss how you feel or you can choose to accept how you feel. And then depending on which one you choose, then it's like, all right, if you accept how you feel, are you going to change how you feel or are you going to mask how you feel? And then there's another brand. You know, like those things where it's like, choose your path kind yeah. of thing? Yeah. It's, kind of like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that kind of thing. And it's like, if people are going to sprinkle their toxic positivity onto all of this, it's kind of like they're forcing you to go the dismissal route because it's like yeah girl i know that people have it worse yeah i know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel i get that and if i'm dismissing my feelings and i'm like oh there's a light at the end of the tunnel but then you know i realize i can't get another job because i lost my job then what sis what do you expect me to do where's where's the toxic positivity now that i can't I can't forward process my life because your toxic positivity made me dismiss my own feelings. Where do I go from here? Where do I go? Where do I go from here? Do you, have you guys seen that meme where it was like, um, when somebody tells you like, oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. And then you'd be like, but that one was mine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is toxic positivity. (laughs) Like, bitch, I don't want tilapia. I wanted the salmon. And if the salmon is bad... Not, but that was my goddamn fish, motherfucker. Like, like damn. Making that shit hard. But yeah, that's what I Because it's a little bit to me. I'm just like, motherfucker, how do you know things will be okay? Hmm? Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. That was my next question. Mm-hmm. Who told you that things are going to be okay? Talk about it. Because in the words of Travis Scott, stop trying to be God, motherfucker, because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) Like, we don't know that every little thing is going to be all right. We don't know that other people, like, come on, what, who told you this stuff? Hmm? I, Missy, I genuinely wish I could remember um, the message that I saw where someone, they articulated so well how anger was a healthy emotion and like, not to sound like weird, but that was the first time I I ever saw that before me. Like someone acknowledged anger to be a good emotion. Because again, like I mentioned, like feelings like that have always had a negative connotation that like we're not supposed to submit to those feelings. As soon as we feel the urges or, or that creeping in, we're supposed to completely combat it. We're supposed to, you know, dismiss it. We're supposed to, you know, again, combat it with positivity. So I really wish I could remember because it it was the best realization for me to understand that, yo, like, it's okay to feel these things. Like, granted, yes, I'm a very optimistic person, but, like, my feelings are valid. And if I'm upset by something, that's okay for me to sit in. And another thing, too, is that people forget that feelings are fleeting. Like, feelings are temporary. They are not they they are not permanent they they come and they go so again like to combat to combat whatever you're feeling 
in that moment with toxic positivity, um, especially knowing that these feelings are temporary, like that's also not fair to you either. When it comes to anger, right? Like anger, like to be angry, it is definitely healthy, but it's only healthy in the way that you exhibit your anger. Right. Like management. You, mm-hmm. Right. Like anger management. Like you can be upset and be angry at something that someone or something has done to you. I, absolutely. But if you out here bugging the fuck out, my nigga, I'm not backing you up on that. Like, there might, I'm not going, I'm not going to lie. There might be instances where if one of these two were to hit me up talking about some, I'm mad, let's go bust some bitch. Like, I might be with it. Is it healthy? (laughs) Maybe not. But like, at the end of the day, I'm going to be toxic positive here because we going buzzy. Nah, don't take my advice. Don't take my advice. But I'm just saying, because I'm, I'm actualizing myself here. Mm-hmm. If we got to, if we got to throw, we got to throw. But all, all in all, the, the basis of this argument here is it really all depends on how you exhibit your anger. Because there definitely are healthy ways to be angry and there are unhealthy ways to be angry. And I feel like most times, hindsight 2020, you're able to understand what's healthy and what's not. But when you're in the situation of actually being angry, sometimes your anger just gets control of you. And anger and being angry is a very, very, very complicated emotion because when you are angry, your actions sometimes are angry. And I don't want to necessarily say like they're not justified because sometimes that anger does take you to that place. But just Carly to like touch to your point, being angry is okay. Like don't let people say that being angry isn't okay, but just know that there's ways to exhibit your anger. And also you have to be mindful of why you're angry. And if you're justified in being angry, because sometimes you get yourself, sometimes people do get themselves angry for no reason, but that's a different story. (laughs) <laughs> I think um the when I when I brought this topic up well I kind of didn't bring it up to you guys until it was pretty much done but when I brought it up to you know the boy downstairs um I kind of was a little bit nervous about it because I was just like okay I don't want to hop on the mic and just have the three of us seem like you know fucking negative Nancy's and you know complaining about what if I don't want to feel better what if it's not okay what if you know (laughs) I didn't want that to be the perception um but then I was like okay but who told you that you know acknowledging that positivity can indeed be toxic makes you like a negative person and you know actually it it doesn't have to be like you know if you acknowledge that it's like a, a scarlet letter on you that says hey you're you're just a Debbie Downer or something but I did want to ask you guys like do you think that um like or do you kind of like associate toxic positivity with you know a person like being a happy or unhappy person or is it kind of like completely independent and you know um it doesn't fucking matter I want to say it's independent just to like have faith in those that are genuinely positive because people, just because you are positive, like at its core, doesn't mean you don't identify with things that are negative. So I don't want to sit here and say that because you are positive, 
you exhibit toxic positivity in all situations. However, I do feel as though if you are positive by the core, sometimes it is harder to, you know, double back and be like, okay, this person is going through a negative situation and positivity might not be the most productive at this time. Maybe I do need to be a little more realistic in the situation and be like, all right, hey, this is what this person is going through. How can I actually assist or how can I actually give advice that is productive to this person to move forward with their growth? So, because I know like even in our friendship, um, Carly is the most quote unquote positive minded one. Don't forget the toxic part. Um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I see what you were trying to do there. I oh, my bad, my bad, it. my bad. I didn't see you, my bad. I forgot. All right. I'm good. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, but in general, like, Carly definitely is, like, the most positive one in the situation. And, girl, like, as much as your five-minute voice message soliloquies are appreciated. I'm glad you took five minutes out of your time to wish me hope and praise and all this kind of stuff. I completely understand it. I completely um, am thankful for it. But, and I'm not saying this directly to you, I'm saying this to people who are just naturally positive like that. Sometimes the five minutes of you being positive is literally just like a blanket to make me warm in the moment, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's cold. It's not cold outside anymore. So like, I, you kind of just have to be like, that is such a way to describe it. Can I just say (laughs) that was a very descriptive way to put it. (laughs) I like that. Thank you, Mm ma'am. Thank you, Mm ma'am. But it's like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to exhibit positive people with being toxic positive because negative people can be toxic positive if they just aren't that negative that day. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, you know, for those who are positive at heart, just be mindful of who you are as a person versus the nature of what somebody is bringing to you and also who that person is as well. I also want to touch on, um, you know, I wish empathy was a, was something that was a trait that more people carried because I feel as if I feel as though that would help others be more understanding of of when people feel the way that they feel like you know when people come to me with or confide in me with um issues that they have and you know feelings that they have about whatever um and they trust me enough to explain the situation naturally I'm going to imagine myself in the situation and you know granted I am very I am very positive and I do try to um enlighten my friends with that but you know reflecting on my past behaviors with my friends upon listening to this entire episode right now I'm just like I I do try to encourage my friends to feel how they feel because if I were in their situations I would feel the same way like you know what I mean like it's, I I don't know, like empathy kind of fuels me into combating the toxic positivity because it's just like, if you're angry and you, and, and again, like you ask yourself the necessary questions to understand why you feel the way that you feel, whether it's not even anger, whether it's sadness, being upset, being disappointed, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, 
you know, you ask yourself the necessary questions to understand it. I put myself in the situation. I could see that. I could see it too. Like I can see why you feel in that way is valid. And that kind of come, that helps me to combat toxic positivity in regards to like, you know, feeding them a blanket statement in regards to everything's going to be okay. Or, you know, don't waste time feeling this way. You can use this time to be productive and to foster this energy into something else. I feel like I'm glad that you even brought that, um, you know, empathy part out because it's like toxic positivity by definition will not allow room for empathy. Um, it more so, I guess, um, allows room for sympathy in the sense that, you know, someone could easily just say, oh my God, I'm so sorry for you. Da, da, da. Don't worry. Be happy. Whereas, um, when you're, you know, really empathizing with someone and you're, you know, you can imagine how they feel and you can feel how they feel almost. Um, obviously you won't obviously, you know, fully feel how they feel, but, um, if you, if you are imagining that, and if you are feeling that the first thing that comes out your mouth wouldn't be, you know, such a generalized, dull, tasteless, classless, tacky, stupid, embarrassing like I just I just I mean I get it I fully get it but it's kind of like mm, and I I really I really don't want to sound like a negative Nancy I don't want to but I'm not like I wouldn't call myself or consider myself a negative person um and I don't really think toxic positivity has much to do with you know if you're happy or if you're sad, or if you're optimistic, or I guess pessimistic, whatever. I just feel as though it's just like something that everyone is guilty of. Um, and I think that that's fully independent of who you are as a person. But um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I can't, how I consider it to be, and I know this might shake the table a little bit because, you know, everyone has their vices, but I kind of compare it almost to, um, you know, other popular vices. Um, because to me, it's like a little bit of a, of a, a form of escapism. And I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I kind of do think that that's an easier way to kind of describe it. Um, because like Kristen is, I think it, was you, Kristen, who was saying earlier, you know, um, you rather than, you know, uh, I guess going, I forgot what the fuck you were saying, girl. Cause it was like right in the beginning of the episode and I was like, shit, I hope she don't go to my last point. Cause I'm gonna be fucking mad. But, um, it was like one of the first things that you said. And to me, it's kind of like, you know, going out to get a drink with your coworkers, is kind of like a form of escapism versus, you know, um, don't worry about it. Just sweep it under the rug, da, 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 move on. It's okay. Count your blessings. All of that stuff is another way that people use that same, um, similar form of escapism. So I don't know what you guys feel about that. I kind of do want to hear it. Ooh, can I, can I put out the word compartmentalize? Does that kind of tie into this or no? Yeah, go ahead and explain uh, yeah, it. Like, I, I feel like, cause I feel like, though, um, um, compartmentalizing kind of ties into this because you're you, you're acknowledging the situation and you're making an active decision to you know um not not tend to it like in, in that moment I don't know when but you decide to kind of like put it in a box and store it away and um 
the times that I've seen people talk about compartmentalizing their issues, it seems to work for them. It seems to be a good thing. It seems to be a good thing, right? Because like, you know, there's a time and place for whatever. But listening to this, I'm just like, perhaps there's instances where that's a bad thing. Yes? Yeah, I mean, compartmentalizing can be bad in any situation. It all depends on how you manage said compartmentalizing. Like, if you're sitting here just trying to put all of your bad shit to the side with the intention on if you maybe don't 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 compartmentalize that. Like there's certain things (laughs) there's certain things that you need to address immediately. (laughs) Like if you if you put all your shit to the side with the intention on never revisiting it again and you're sitting here weeks later wondering why you still feel the same, hmm, maybe it's because you put that box in the back of your mental storage and you haven't touched it for weeks. So it's like you everybody everybody I feel like has done some compartmentalizing when it comes to negative things that have happened to you like sometimes you are just not ready to understand the gravity of the negative things that you are going through completely natural completely normal completely acceptable but if you're trying to sit here and say that you're trying to be positive you're trying to get through it but you don't address it and then you're sitting here in April, it's now January. You're sitting here in April and you're like, damn, why do I still feel this way? Um, bitch, because you forgot that there was a whole box that says my feelings here. Whole and box of trauma just sitting there. Whole box of trauma just sitting there and you don't want to address it. So it's like you can be as, you know, crafty as you want with how you want to address your feelings. But not to sound negative and not to be too, you know, on the realism tip, because I'm quite realistic in um, in nature. But it's like, don't be mad when you sit in there and you don't find any, you know, solution to your negativity if you didn't address the fact that you have negativity in the first place. Like, I don't know. Harley, did that answer your question? No, it definitely did. <laughs> it de- Chris always answers my questions very thoroughly, so I love it. <laughs> I appreciate that. But do you guys think that it's like a form of um escapism? Yeah, I do. Yeah. To be honest, I do. Um because when we were talking about toxic positivity in the beginning of the episode, we kind of said it as just like we 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 mentioned it as the blankets the blanket statement so like the whole yes this is a warm blanket but it's still cold outside yes you're you're embracing the warmth that you're getting to escape from from the cold weather that is outside so like yeah like don't worry be happy girl like yes let's take these shots let's get drunk let's do what we gotta do right and then you wake up in your bed the next morning Damn, I don't have work today because I don't got no job. Because I got fired on my day off. So Then what you going to do? Hmm? Yeah, and then you realize not only do you not have a job, but you also spent 75 plus dollars on these shots that you wanted to take to escape from the fact that you ain't got no job. So, yes, I feel like it is a form of escapism. Um, is it necessarily negative escapism? Sometimes it can't be. Sometimes, like I said, like you just depends on how far you let it go. 
Exactly. Like sometimes you're just not ready in that moment to address what's going on. But if you continue to let it manifest and you continue to have like this mindset that you don't want to address it, it's going to turn negative. And, you know, but at the core of everything, it still is a form of escapism because you're just not addressing what you're actually going through. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not as hard as crack, but definitely do agree. It's a little bit, it might be Coke, not crack. <laughs> Say crack again. <laughs> crack. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we pretty much talked about everything in depth, everything that I kind of wanted to ask. I do have one last question for you ladies, because, you know, we like to reflect and then affect our effect. Okay. <laughs> you know, the, the, the laser beams are coming out of my eyes right now. Brother, I'm brother, pointing, brother, brother. Brother, man, brother, man, brother, man. <laughs> you must eat, we must affect to feel the effect without deflecting. You know, yeah. And please without don't let that go over your head. Deflecting your reflection. Don't let that go over your head now. <laughs> I'm pointing at my temples right now. If you don't see it, I see it. <laughs> Anyways, so for the last question, I did just want to ask how do you guys, like, how can we define um, the line between, I guess, healthy positivity and toxic positivity? I think a way for us to define the line would be, you know, when faced with um, emotions on the opposite side of the positive spectrum we we acknowledge them and and we we um we try to understand them we try to ask questions to understand them but not our our immediate reaction shouldn't be to dismiss them or to um try to invalidate them with you know with a reality that isn't our own you know what i mean okay, I feel this way. Oh, but things could be better. But things aren't like my reality isn't that things are better. My reality is that things are shitty right now. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I think a way for us to kind of, um, um, acknowledge the line is just between healthy positivity and toxic positivity is trying to understand those emotions when faced with them and, um, work on trying to embrace them upon understanding them rather than trying to just immediately combat them. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Um, but this might also be a bit of a buzzword, but this is this is probably one of the one Twitter phrases that I haven't gotten tired of because it is relevant in damn near every situation that it applies to. But read the room. Like, if you are in a situation where there is clear negativity there, there like, you see somebody struggling, you see somebody upset, you see somebody sad, whatever don't take this as your time to talk about how everybody loves the sunshine. Like I frankly don't really care. Like you could take that up with somebody else and that's just how it is. So you got to understand who you're dealing with. I know that there's some people who are more cognizant and more accepting to certain things than others are. Um, and I think I was having this conversation with Ugo earlier, um, not today, but like another day I was saying, it's easy for people like me and Carly and Vante and her family to say these kind of, you know, you know, um, really positive statements, da, 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 da. but after some time it gets old, 
and it gets repetitive and the effect that it once had when you first said it, it doesn't hold that same weight after time five, six, seven, and eight. You have to now realize who I am as a person and be like, yo, I actually need a solution to this. I don't need your comfort at this time because I can... One, I can potentially provide my own comfort. And two, I didn't necessarily come to you for comfort. I came to you as my um, my venting place. And I also came to you to potentially make me see something that I don't see. Not, and, and not in like the positive sense. Just make me seem like, yo, like we can find a solution to this. And this is how we do it. Because that's healthy. Being healthy is to actually find ways to get you from this negative space of yours, not glossing it over with some paint and calling it art. So like, you got to read the room with the situation. Not every time is the best time to give yourself your little, I, you know what they're called? You know, like when you walk into somebody's house and you see like those, um, those, um, paintings or those murals and it's like, um, good vibes and energy or like the live, live long, breathe hard, like all them shit. Eat, pray, like, like, bitch, if I wanted to read that, I would have gone to Home Goods. I would have gone to Target because I could get that for $29.99 and put it on my wall. I didn't come to that. I didn't come to you for that. I came to you because I wanted to share with you what I was actually going through. And I wanted you guys to know that as my friend, I'm here to confide in you to find a solution and for you guys to help me. Because if I don't like, obviously you guys are the listeners. So some of you might not know me on a personal, personal level, but I'm really not here for like the small talk. I'm kind of just here to be like, yo, like this is what I'm going through. And that's, that's it. Like just help me or just know that it's happening. So I don't know. Just read the room, everybody. I don't care if Twitter ran that shit to the ground. I'm still here using it. Read the room. Thank you. <laughs> I think the, um a big thing to combat toxic positivity would be, you know, allow space for um people's feelings and and you know it's it's i guess respective to the situation and to the place that you hold in that person's life because you know if it's my coworker, i'm gonna just be like oh okay get through a child because i don't give a fuck but <laughs> it's like one of you i'm just being honest that's um, honest as fuck to be yeah, honest like okay yeah i'll use it there cool because i don't really need to hear that right now but like if it's like obviously somebody that I, you know, care about, for lack of better terms, um, I'm gonna leave space there, and I'm gonna leave space because it's important to, um, to make sure I'm not like invalidating how they feel about whatever the situation is, and I think that's just the biggest thing with that, um, because if I'm to just put a stamp on it, it's like okay, well, what kind of person just leaves? someone to just, you know, sit and wallow in their sadness. Cause it's not like, it's literally just a sentence that you say to make yourself feel better about whatever situation that person's going through. Because it's like, what really will they do with, oh, it's okay. It's going to get better. Really, honestly, like, it's not like they could take that sentence and put it in the mail to pay bills. It's not like it's going to fill their spiritual cup up. It's not going to, you know, do anything for them. It's just there floating and things like that. It doesn't do anything for the situation, but 
make sure that you say, oh, okay, well, you know, at least I, I tried to, you know, put my two cents or be positive or whatever it is, but to, for what though, like do really for what? So I feel like the biggest thing for me that I'm going to, um, try and implement, of course, as I said, if it's somebody that I care about, um, I'm definitely going to just try and leave space to make sure that they feel as though their feelings are heard. Um, and you know, um, encourage them, continuously encourage them to feel their feelings, but you know, just don't like perfect, clear depiction or whatever of what I want to say. Don't wall slide seven days in a row. You could wall slide maybe a day or two. A day you know? or two. <laughs> like that's pretty much how I'm trying to say, like, that's the only thing that I could think of. Cause yeah, feel your feelings, you know, be angry, be sad, be hurt, whatever. If you want to be happy, whatever it is, but don't let it like take you. That and I also, and I also want to add like, um, cause I think we haven't talked about this yet is addressing somebody in the midst of you also going through something because oh my God our minds because I was definitely going to segue and hint at that for one of our upcoming episodes. Wow. And we, so I'm not even going to get into it like too, too much, but just know that it's very understandable and it's very like ginger to like, how do you address somebody's negative point when you're also in a negative Mm -hmm. space? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes like your actual, like your words to them might actually be how you genuinely feel and you might feel like it's coming from like good intentions you really want them to feel good but for the person who's going through the thing it might come off as toxic positivity but it's literally just because I myself am not in the mental space to give it so like it gets really really shaky in those moments but like my good sis said we'll tackle that in another episode I'm just going to say the next time somebody decides to hit me with a slice of toxic positivity, I'm just going to ask them, who told you that? Period. Who told you everything's going to be all right? Who said that? <laughs> I love how you were like, um, you were like, when somebody issues you a TP card, I'm like, yeah. return to sender, return to sender. You could take that back to the bank. I'm good. Nah, because, no. shit, because it's like, if somebody gives you like the whole toxic positivity card, what if you say no? What you going to do? What are we going to do then? We just going to be looking at each other. You know, that <laughs> meme, the meme of um, Diddy and the other part. I love how we all thought of the same gift. We're going to be looking at each other because now I'm requiring you to actually do something. Like, actually say something of substance. Thank and, you. And awkward silence annoys me. Mm-hmm. So now we're sitting here in awkward silence that you created unnecessarily and now I'm more mad at you because you made the shit awkward. So now what? Now I'm mad at you and I'm mad at something else and now you can't even get me out of the shit that you were trying to get me out of because you just made me even more mad. So fuck you and now I don't even want to be your friend. And that's a that on that and that's on Mary had a little lamb and that's on the cow jumped over the balloon. So fuck that. I mean, is there anything else left to say after that? 
really yeah, there is y'all motherfuckers better start knowing how to say sentences that just sound good you better say god is in control don't say everything's gonna be okay just say god is in control period <laughs> <laughs> that episode about god being in control like, that's all you gotta say somebody would be like my house just burnt down oh my god my mom lost her toe mm, child god is in control god is in control <laughs> god is in control the toe might not come back but god is in but control god is still in control i don't know what to tell you <laughs> Like if you go if you go and nice me, nice me with some bad. Because like, then, then it's like unless you know you're talking to an atheist, but then it's like what really I'm can right. somebody say to that? It's like God is in control. You're right. He is shit. <laughs> but if you're talking to an atheist, toxic positivity to is not your avenue. I don't I'm, know what to tell you. Honestly, just stop talking. Just be quiet. <laughs> smile. <laughs> They're in a league like, of their own, honestly. You know that you know that emoji that Ugo was talking about in the beginning with the straight face. Just send that. that. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's all they need. Mm-hmm. I'm a dead ass. Just God is in control. Everybody. That's it. Period. <laughs> I got no space for you. God is in control. That's it. Thank you. It's yeah. above me now. <laughs> above me. <laughs> I I hear that in a minute. It really is above me now. Like was that that was 2019 or 2020? 20, I think that was 2018. No, that was in 2019, like 2019, or maybe early 2020, perhaps. Because I know early 2020 no. seems so far away. I was still outside when that came out. I mean, we were still outside in early 2020. I w- yeah, I was about to say, I was outside, okay? <laughs> well, I was outside okay. too. Don't get me wrong. Where the fuck was y'all? Because I was with my man, so I want to know what the fuck whole activities y'all was doing. Mm-hmm. I was with my roommate, my mm-hmm. guy. I was with my roommate. Mm-hmm. We were Look, all of a sudden, everybody got roommates now. Look. Because <laughs> y'all been had a roommate. <laughs> Look at these bitches. Carly's lying. You saw her face when she said roommate? She's a fucking liar. We know. I was like, I was my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the that on that this episode. Um, that's kind of pretty much what I, I wanted to pick you guys' brain about. This was such a good episode. I can't wait to listen to this again. Now, this was really good. Yeah. Okay. I try. I try. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know how last week you guys bullied me into writing down the idea of making drinks? <gasps> Yeah, we did not deliver on that this week, and you guys bullied me for no reason. And I felt a little bit, you know, it was a little bit um, of of a traumatic experience for me because I had oh, to go through brother. it when we were recording, and then you know when I was editing it, I felt that sense of pressure and urgency, <laughs> and like I couldn't deliver it fast enough. Hang it was up, a little bit green. um like post traumatic um um stress. So, and you can ask my partner, he was there with me while I was editing and I suddenly just, I started clamming up and I just felt He was like, laughing at you. He was like, like, babe, what's wrong? <laughs> that, that man don't laugh at me. He know I'll beat the shit out of him. I'm crying. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it's been very known since season one that we say a lot of shit, but sometimes that shit don't come to pass. And Period. y'all still love us. Y'all Period. still love us. Because y'all know I spent the whole hour last week lying to y'all motherfuckers because yeah. I ordered Jamaican food twice since then, motherfuckers. And I've ordered no. food a few times since then. So we, I don't want to call us liars. Put- I just want to call us in tune with our reality. Mm-hmm. Y'all going to put me on the Summer Jam screen? Because I definitely ordered food yesterday. We're going to be on the summer jam. Definitely ordered. 
I do. I do. I Look at this fucking disgusting piece of shit. Because last week she was talking about, oh, uh, you have to delete the Uber apps. Okay, here's where I fucked up. Here's where I fucked up, right? Did you know that you could order Uber Uber Eats through the Uber app, but it won't, like, when you place your order and you're trying to track it, like, from delivery to your house, Uh, it won't. uh, 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 because you're not trying to get a ride. You're trying to get food. So like, that means you took the effort to what, go to Uber to saying. get the food. I did. So that's, you fucked up yourself. I'm not gaining up. That's I'm not going to. You might as well just download the Uber Eats app. If Thank y'all you. knew just how good Bed-Stuy Fish Fry free free promo um, seafood mac and cheese was, you would understand. And I'm going to just what I would What I would like to say here is... Don't come for us because it's three of us and probably one of y'all. Period. Well, That's all. I mean, we do have more than one listener, so what if they do just come for us in numbers? Um, Never would have made it without <laughs> <are> you. <laughs> Anywho, so we're not doing wine of the week, drink of the week. What y'all drinking? I ain't drink nothing special, to be honest. All I had was some wine that I've had about five times on this damn podcast and some Angry Orchard as well. So nothing special for me. You drinking both at the same time, darling? No, oh, I finished. I, no, party. I finished it's the first one. It's oh, like, it's Tuesday. What's... I finished the first one within like 15 minutes of the episode, and then I just finished the Angry Orchard maybe like five minutes ago. Kylie, what you got? I have um, Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. 2019 Central Valley wine of Chile, if you will. Reserve. What's the name of the wine? Um, Vina, you said everything. She but said the everything name. but the name. Because I'm like, okay. So, I'm sure that if, I'm sure there's multiple Sauvignon Blancs from 2019, 2019 from Chile. <laughs> My bad. I was reading from the bottom up. <laughs> Because you're fucking. Um, do, okay. you, do you it's speak Hebrew? Like, what's going Vina, on? Vina San Esteban. V-S-E. But can I just ask you, why did it feel natural for you to read from the bottom up? Why? This bitch thinks that she's Hebrew and she reads from the bottom <laughs> up, Yo. right to left. Like, get me off this fucking episode. <laughs> oh my God. All right, y'all. I guess y'all gonna wrap it up. Any announcements? Um, thank you for tuning in again, everybody. We love when y'all tune back in and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you all learned something. We know that this is a topic that isn't um, often pursued. So we hope that this was enlightening for you. Um, yes, please let us know what you think. Like, yeah, tweet us, like- tweet us, email us, DM us, comment on our fucking IG pictures. All Give right. us rates and comments on our Apple Podcasts and our Spotify's. And all rate that kind of us. Stuff. We read them all. Mm-hmm. We read them. We literally read them all. We actually share them with each other. We mm-hmm. do. And then we, we cry. Do. Yeah. Quite literally cry. <laughs> That's actually <laughs> all we do. We sh- Ugly cry. And then every, we like, cry. Every other, every other tweet, screenshot, yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every time. Sounds so like don't think time. that anything is not read. <laughs> but I do hope that you guys learned something from this. Um, again, the intention was not to be like, you know, Miss Negative Nancy or Debbie Downer or whatever. It was just kind of, I guess, to shine a different light on, you know, positivity and how sometimes 
Because I, I honestly swear to God, I felt like I was the only person that, you know, sometimes started to feel like positivity was being shoved down my throat. So to hear the term toxic positivity is like, oh my God, I'm not the only person. So um, I really hope that you guys did enjoy something, um, enjoy this episode and learn something from it. Um, and hopefully you learn to say, you know, God is in control and just move on with your business because that's all I got for y'all. That's as deep as y'all going to get from me in 2021. God is in control. Period. And all the time. And I would like to thank everybody, as always, for tuning in to this week's episode of We Are That Podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Are That Pod. You can email us at We Are That Podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our episodes while you're listening now, but just for future reference, if you decided you want to, you know, download certain things or switch your allegiances, because I know that people do that, um, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Um, new things are coming on the way. People have been hitting us up for certain things that we might you know try to explore you don't know what's going to come um but like i said thank you guys so much god is in control and that is the that on that period (laughs) bye guys